Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. There's nothing like your presence. Oh, there's nothing like your presence, Jesus. Oh, we need you, Lord. Oh, I need you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. In Jesus' name, you may make your way to your seats. Hallelujah. What an what a awesome opportunity to be able to come to church, to be able to praise the Lord with, with our family. And you may be seated at this time. Thank you, Jesus. I'm excited to see what the Lord is going to do here today. I'm excited for what God's doing in our lives. The church, I tell you what, it's such a powerful thing that we have access to the presence of Almighty God. And that's what makes the difference. Amen. It's not just about church. It's not just about going through the motions, but it's about the presence of the Lord. It's about obeying and doing what He says. Amen. If I could turn your attention to James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25, I'm going to read some scriptures and then try to expound a little bit on it. James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. And it says, but be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Amen? James chapter 1, verse 22, it says this, and I'm going to read it again. I'm going to kind of expound a little bit. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And that's a little bit of what I want to talk to you today about is that part where it says deceiving our own selves. When we remain hearers only, we deceive ourselves. We're setting ourselves up for failure. We're lying to ourselves. If, we're just, if we just remain a hearer only and that's it, we're, we're kind of fooling ourselves. We spend so much time blaming the devil, blaming our job, blaming the world for all of our problems, but really, we're deceiving ourselves. When we just remain and, and do, or, or we listen to the word, but don't do anything about it, we're setting ourselves up. So some people might say, well, but I'm supposed to have peace and, and joy and, and freedom and, and purpose and all these things, but... Jesus said in, in uh, John 10, verse 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. That's, that's doing something. Sheep are only able to enjoy the protection and provision of green pastures if they follow their shepherd. Amen? 
It's one thing for the, the, the shepherd to yell at you all the, all the time and, and you just don't do anything about it, okay? But it's another thing to follow the shepherd and, and get to reap the benefits of the safety and the green pastures and the supply that the shepherd has for us when we follow, when we obey what the shepherd says. Amen? Amen. James, uh, the first, uh, James chapter 1, verse 23, continuing on, it says, For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. So it's like someone looking into a mirror and then turns away and forgets who he is. If we are a hearer only and, and don't do anything about what we've been hearing, uh, we may not be who we think we are. If we're here only and we don't do anything about it, then we might not be that person that we might think we are. Is that, maybe let me rephrase that. Or if we are a Christian church attender on Sundays, but not the Christian example throughout the week, we may not be who we think we are. Amen? Does that make sense? When we remain a hearer only, and in title, we are church attenders, and man, we attend church. I mean, we can sit on that seat and we got it down and and we listen and but then we go back to you know real life because it's perfect everything's awesome here i mean the atmosphere if we can't worship god in church then (laughs) we probably ain't gonna worship anywhere else so you know if we can't if we just come to church and we play the part and we listen but then we go back and we have this word with us and we go back to our lives and we don't do anything about it then, then we might not be that Christian that we think we are. Does that make sense? And I'm, I'm talking to myself. I think I'm, this is something that I think everybody has to wrestle with because it's one thing to have the badge Christian. It's another thing to actually show that to the world, to be that Christian. It's more than just listening. It's more than just saying, hey, hey yeah, I go to church. It's showing the world Jesus Christ. Amen? Um. We may think we know who we are, but re- in re- reality, we, we might have this identity crisis. Because when the rubber meets the road, what do we actually do about what we say we believe in? Amen? And I know that a, a lot of times, we probably don't think about this. I mean, most of the time, we're not like, gosh, I wonder if I'm a good Christian but I think we could all fall into that category because I know I've, I've said it before, our natural default is our carnality. It's our flesh. We revert to our, our flesh. We just kind of, without trying, we just go and, and do our own thing. And we have to be purposeful to react and respond to the word and to obey the word of God, right? So we may be having an identity crisis and not even know it. We may not actually be the the kind of Christian that we'd like to be or that we think we are. So I'm trying to bring something to light so that we can kind of reframe this a little bit in our life and and actually reap the benefits of what it means to be a Christian, to be a, a Christian and to reap what it is that God has for us. So if we examine ourselves and say we have faith in or we believe in something but don't actually do anything about it, do we really believe in it? 
You know, we say, I believe in this, and, and you know, I'm a part of this. And, but when we, it comes time for us to actually do something about it, we, when we don't, does that, what does that say about us? And that's something for us to all chew on because we've got to all work out our own salvation, right? And that's something we all got to chew on. When it rubber meets the road, am I actually doing what I say I believe in? That's a, that's a real thing. That's a, a big deal. Um, if I were to honestly tell you that I'd give you enough money to pay your bills this month, just meet me outside by my truck, uh, you probably just, you wouldn't just say thank you, I receive it, and then get in your car and leave. You probably wouldn't do that, right? If I were to genuinely say, listen, I got exactly the amount of money that you need to pay your bills, meet me outside. No, you'll probably beat me there. You'll probably be out there waiting for me if you believe it, right? Because the Bible says that faith without works is dead in James chapter 2. So dead faith says, I believe you, and then goes home without the blessing. So if I were to tell you that you're going to get some money, you're going to, because you believe me, you're going to meet me out there to receive the blessing. And if you don't, then you didn't really believe me, right? I mean, let's just say it's a couple thousand dollars. We could all use that, right? If you believe that, you'd meet me out there and you'd get it. But if you don't, then you'll just leave. So kind of using that as a word picture is that faith without works is dead. If you really believe in something enough, it's going to pro pro propel you to react. It's going to provoke you to react. It's one thing to say, I believe in something. It's another thing to go out and actually act upon it. Amen? So faith without works is dead. We need to act upon that. Verse 25 of James says, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So a believer who hears about the perfect law of liberty, freedom, true life, and then pursues it or does something about it, this man shall be blessed. Amen? The benefit of living a Christian life is not simply in listening to truth. That's not the benefit of it. It's obeying the truth. It's one thing to say, oh, that's good. But it's doing something in us that should provoke us to actually, if we really believe it, it's going to propel us to act upon it. Amen? Because if I believe it enough, it's going to cause me to respond. Right? And that's where the benefit is. God didn't just say, you know, I'm going to bless you, just do, do whatever you want. No. He said, obey me. I have, there's a way, there's a right way to live. If we listen to truth, we're going to hear that God's grace teaches us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly, right? If we really uh, are hearing God's word, we or I'm sorry, he graciously teaches us that we must live a certain way or be a doer of his word. Because his perfect word is perfect for a reason. I mean, there, there's a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof is death. 
When we try to do our own thing, that's why we always fall on our face. That's why we always mess up. When we, try to, when we fall to our default and we just respond to our flesh and we are more reactive than proactive and we go in this world and we continue to find ourselves on our face wondering why, what's going on, we have to consider, have I been, have I been obeying? Have I been a doer of the word and not just a religious club member? Amen? Doing what he says keeps us from the fears, failures, and faults of this world and replaces it with faith, freedom, and future of his promises. Amen? Or of promises in him. It all rhymed. It, they all started with an F, and I figured that just sounded right. But it's true. Because the, being obedient to him and following his way, it keeps us from all of the... the the heartache and the pain and the mess-ups. There's a reason why it's the right way. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So it's one thing to listen to life. It's one thing to listen to directions. Okay, this is how you're going to get there. I need you to follow this and, and then go this way, turn left, and then you'll see a, a tree, then go around it, and then meet me there. If, if God give us the directions to get there and we just cut our own path, well, you're going to have to reap the consequences of trying to Cut your own path through this life. He gave us a perfect way, and that way is going to lead us to life. And it's going to, it's going to be way better, and you're going to see the benefits of true life when we follow and obey the directions that he's given us. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> so someone might say, well, Sean, I, I want to be a hearer and a doer. What do I do? Well, if Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If he said, Come unto me, I think that we should go to him. Amen? If you want to, if you want to be a, a doer and not just a hearer, well, if, if Jesus said, Come unto me, I think that we should start with us going to him. Amen? And doing what he says. Notice he didn't say, ignore me and I will give you rest. No, but oftentimes that's what we do. We go through this, we hear these great messages, we, we hear about the blessings of God and, and we get all the, the feels and the emotions. We have good church, we leave and we ignore God. We put him to the back burner. We go through life relying on that good feeling that we had last Sunday. And we go through this life and we make all these choices based on our carnality that really ignore God and we wonder why we're not blessed. Why am I not blessed? He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I think that one of the core things that we have to do is go to God. We have to, we have to seek his face. We have to go to him. It's, it's one thing to say that we're a Christian. It is too hard in this world, in this day and age, to try to be a Christian without him. And I know I've said that before, but it is, it's too much. It's too heavy. You can't, because if not, then we're being either legalistic or we're faking it or we're going through the motions. We have no unction. We don't, we don't hear what God is saying if we are ignoring him, if we're not a doer of his word. If we don't just hear it and then do it, then we are going through, uh, we're taking the hard way. Amen. Does that make sense? So... If he says, come unto me, we should go to him. All throughout the scripture, 
he gives us promises. God gives us commands, commandments. There's things that will talk about how we would be blessed. There, there is uh, consequences, and there's also benefits. And it's all in these things. If we read the word of God, and he says there, there's a certain way that we should live, then I think if we really want to, to live a blessed life, and we really want to reap the benefits that he said that we could have, it's all wrapped up in obedience to him. Even from the Old Testament, this whole thing continuing on is, you be my people if you obey me. I will bless you. I will give you all of these things. I will give you life. I will, I will take care of you. You will never go without. You will, you will be taken care of all the days of your life. All these things are promises to them that obey him. Amen? And, and oftentimes, you know, looking back at my own self, when, uh, if I go through, you know, long periods of times, and I'm just saying because we can probably all relate, if we go through times and we ignore those moments that we need to spend with God, if we ignore the time that we need to be investing in our spiritual life and, and we just kind of do what feels good or we ignore um, our responsibilities and we just try to go through the motions and get by, uh, oftentimes is when we find ourselves banging our heads against the wall, wondering why we're feeling so bad and so alone or so, or, or whatever, not spiritual. We're not, we feel like we're missing something. But I tell you what. If we are pursuing after him and we maintain a relationship with God, and if we are earnestly seeking him, if we're reading his word and we are praying, you're not going to be without purpose. You're not going to be without faith. You're not going to be without meaning. You're not going to be alone. You're going to walk and you're going to know who you are. You're not going to worry about what to say to somebody. Because I tell you what, if you've been reading the word of God and you've been spending time in his presence, you're gonna, you're gonna have, God's going to speak to you. You're going to feel, if nothing else, just talking to somebody but with the unction of the Holy Ghost, even what you say comes out better because it comes from a point and a perspective of love. It comes from the, the mind of Christ. And that only comes not from just listening, but doing what God says. Amen? I, it makes the difference. If I want to be a Christian, I can't just listen to what everybody else says. I can't just glean it from somebody else and not do anything about it. The benefits of true life comes from a response and obedience to the word of God. Amen. I know that sometimes it might be, seem like difficult because you have to get up from your seat and go outside to meet me by my truck. But I tell you what, it's worth it when you get there. It's worth it. In fact, it gives you a sense of purpose. Uh, in the process of you going out there, you know my bills are going to get paid. I'm about to, I'm getting a blessing. I'm going somewhere. I have a meaning. You know what? Just a little bit ago, I was worried about my, uh, my bills. I was worried about my life because I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. But now I just received, I heard about a promise. I believe it enough that I'm going to respond and I'm going to meet them out there and then I'm going to reap the benefits. So there's a process, but I tell you what, in that process, you have purpose, you have meaning, you have life, and it's an obedience. I tell you what, adding a little bit of works into your faith, it makes you feel more like a Christian too. I tell you what, when you're like, you might be afraid to say something to somebody about God. Maybe, you know, you're just, you've been praying and, and, you're, and you're seeking after God and you've been reading and, and you're wanting to go a little bit more stepping out of your comfort zone and maybe kind of share a little something with a coworker or whatever. When you, when you actually take that step and try to minister or, or say something, I tell you what, at first it might be scary, but once you do it, there's just something that happens where you're like, I'm doing something about what I believe in. And because I actually believe that what I'm saying has merit, 
that what I'm saying actually could bring true life to this person and that the other human beings that I see around me are going somewhere in eternity. If I believe that, that should propel me to consider it a little bit more. To think about the people that I rub shoulders with are going somewhere. They might be even going through some things right now that if they knew what it is that I know, that I've heard about, if they, if they had a little bit of what I had, it would change everything. If I believe that enough, I know that sometimes that's a scary thought, but imagine all the people that you run into that, that could have heard the word of God from your mouth and where they're at because we didn't say anything about it. And I know that I'm not you know, trying to use that as a scare tactic and all the, all the failures and all the opportunities that you might have missed, but the reality is this world needs to hear about Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying that you all need to go out there and just be evangelist and start preaching on the street corners, but we can at least be obedient in the little things, in the foundational things. We can be obedient in what he already told us that we could do. Oftentimes we wonder why we're not getting what God said we could have, but we need to consider, have I been doing at least the little things, the foundational things about what he said? Because if not, then of course we're not going to be happy. Of course we're not going to feel like we have purpose. If we've been ignoring God in the little things, of course, we're going to struggle. Because in him, in his word, and in following him, that's where the purpose in the life comes from. Amen? It's a powerful thing. The word of God, it's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing of soul and spirit, and the joints of merit, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's a powerful thing. The word of God, it's a powerful thing. Luke chapter 6, verse 46 through 49. It says, And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whoso cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house and digged it deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood rose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built in house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently. And immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. There's all kinds of temptations to build that sandcastle because some of them sandcastles are cool and it might be easier because you can just put it in a bucket and set it up and build your whole castle and build your whole life but digging down deep on that solid rock that foundation is important doing putting the work in because the word of God says that we should you're going to be blessed in the end it might not be a, a process that sometimes we really want to do because it, it might not feel like it's the most fun. But in the end, whether or not you're in the storm, the storms will come. The storms of life, the streams of life, they, they will come and they will beat on your house. And it's even we might feel okay right now. We need to invest in our future. Because it's oftentimes when we feel like we're pretty good and that we kind of back off a little bit on the things that matter. Because I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, I don't, I don't need to pray. I've already prayed a lot. But it's in those times that, you see, you don't know 
what's coming tomorrow. You don't know, and we have to be prepared because that shaking can come when we're least expecting it because those rivers might overflow around us and as a consequence, it might attack our home. And we have to be prepared. Faith might be shaken. We have to be prepared. It's not in just listening, but it's listening and doing. Amen? Because that's what makes the difference. Noah, he heard the voice of the Lord. And he may have had some difficult times over the many years of investing in the ark. You know, think about that. He was doing something that was different. Okay, he was building a gigantic boat. Talking about something no one ever heard of. The rain, it never rained before. And they say like a hundred years he's sitting there building this thing. You know, and, and he's just, God told him to do it. He was doing it. And it might have been a difficult process over those many years. But boy, was it worth it in the end. Because his investment, his obeying the voice of the Lord saved him and his family. His responding to what God said and doing something about it. It saved him and his family. And it saved the future of what God had planned. So I'm saying that sometimes it's a little bit difficult. And sometimes we might be going through hard times. But let me just say that it might not always be the devil, the job, the world we live in, that's your biggest enemy. Oftentimes, when we look into the mirror and we see what we are doing about what we say we believe in, that's usually where the problem comes from. Most of the time, I, I mean, I could, does, does, does this make sense? Oftentimes, how many of you know that sometimes you might struggle with doing something about what you say you believe in? This is, I think, when, when the rubber meets the road, do I actually believe in it enough to respond? I think oftentimes we are our biggest enemy, and we're deceiving ourselves if we think that, you know, we can continue to just do what we want. If we think that we can just continue to uh, come to church and, you know, get our, our good feeling and then and go back to the world, and I know everybody's got their own battles, everybody's got their own struggles, their own temptations, their own family situations, and I understand that, and God is a gracious, loving God. He knows where we're at, but it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost us more than just sitting on the pews. It's going to be, it's going to require, because, I mean, you think about it, we, we, do, we do that in life. I mean, if we don't pay our, our bills, then you're going to lose your house. You know, if we don't do what we know we have to do, then there's consequences, right? So if we want the blessings of the Lord in our life, we have to examine ourselves. Have we been doing what he said we should do? I want, I want, I want the blessings of the Lord in my life. Does anybody else? I want, I want to feel what it is, and I want to continue to walk in, in true life. I want to know that God is with me, that he agrees with what I'm doing. If I'm going somewhere and I'm doing something, to know that God, he loves this. He loves the fact that I'm about to go into a situation or I'm going to share something with somebody or I'm going to help somebody. I, it's a good feeling to know that God, he's about that. And I tell you what, he'll, he'll give you the strength to do something that might otherwise be impossible for you. God will give you the desires of your heart. He'll help you to overcome whatever obstacles 
are in your life. In fact, when we seek after him and we do what he said, it's funny how the problems that we thought we had kind of change to where you realize that's not even a problem at all. My perspective, if I'm looking up and I know that God loves me, then what I thought was a problem is not even a problem. These things can be taken care of. Money can come, money can go, or whatever the problem is. God can heal that. God can take care of that. If our perspective changes, oftentimes then we, the problem that we thought we had is not even a problem. Does that make sense? So at the end of the day, we deceive ourselves. And I think that you and I, at the, at the end of the day, we need to no longer just be hearers, but doers. There's a blessing in that. There's reward in that. There's life in that. Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I, I, I don't know if you're tired and you're going through a hard time. Have we considered coming to Jesus to find that rest? Have we been seeking after him? Have we been doing what he says we should do? And I know that it's one thing to say yes. It's another thing to go home when nobody's watching and to do what he says. Amen? To invest in his kingdom. Amen? All righty. If we could all stand... Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word today. Jesus, as we examine ourselves, I pray, Father, bring to light the things in my life, Lord. You know what it is, and, and I know what it is oftentimes, that the things that I need to change, Lord, to be a doer, not a hearer. Lord, I oftentimes deceive myself, and I pray in Jesus' name that everyone in this place, Father, we would become more aware of what it is that we say we believe in, and that we would make steps to invest in your kingdom, Lord, to invest in our relationship with you, to do what it is you said we should do and what we could do. I pray in Jesus' name that you'd touch every person in this room, that you would continue to show yourself to them, that, Lord, you would open doors and close doors. Father, I thank you for the benefit of being able to come before for you every single day to feel your presence lord to be obedient to your word to walk in true life i thank you lord for what you are giving for what you are pouring out in your people lord for what you're doing in this city that father we can be the change that this world needs to see and hear lord i thank you god for your equipping in us that we might be able to go and show our neighbors our friends who you are i thank you for what you're doing in this place and we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to go ahead and, uh, and invite you uh, to the front. I mean, this, this concludes the Sunday school teaching. And uh, today we're going to uh, take a little bit of time before our 11 o'clock service to pray together at the front here. And um, so I just want to invite you guys. You can greet each other and stuff, but uh, just know that there's going to be people that are going to be coming to the front and we'll be praying for this service as a church. And this is something that um, Pastor is, is wanting us to do. Amen? Amen. God bless you.